This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. So last week, credit reporting company Equifax announced that hackers accessed the personal data of 143 million people. Today, we'll learn how to check to see whose information was compromised, what to do if your personal information was hacked, and how to monitor your credit status. Also, as we do each Tuesday, taking any personal finance questions that you have for us. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So, good morning. Hope that you're doing well this morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I managed to dodge the hurricane, actually went to Florida in one of the probably three counties in the entire state. That was not hit? That they were was not, probably yeah. not affected. Friday Way was uh, yeah, very sunny. You were in the panhandle. Yes, mm-hmm, yes. on the Pensacola. And Saturday uh, got to be windy and a little overcast. But uh, And then I talked to my brother yesterday, and he was saying a lot of wind and rain, but uh, he thought it was going to move through there and, and no real damage. So at least uh, one little sliver of Florida uh, got uh, spared, but apparently the mm-hmm. rest of the state, because that the, the the storm was wider than the the state was. So, mm-hmm. well, thankfully it wasn't as uh, brutal as they thought it was going to be. Yeah. But still, you have a lot of damage, yeah. and uh, it's going to take a while to get power back up and going. We were already seeing from the uh, Hurricane Harvey and the damage in Houston and the impact in Houston, a um, looking at uh, employment numbers were probably going to be dropping because of that. We'll see a rise in unemployment claims. The same will probably happen in Florida until those two states get back on their feet again. Um, And now even, what is it, Jose, that they thought was going to spin out back into the ocean now, they're saying uh, there's a slight chance that it could... uh, uh, hit the East hit the Coast. East Coast? So yeah, it's wow. been, been a rough uh, hurricane season here the last several weeks, that's for sure. So other than uh, Equifax, any other financial news in the news? Well, um, yesterday was 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, 16 years since that horrific event. And as it relates to financial markets, we were kind of um, uh, reliving some of those. Those planes hit before the markets opened. So the decision was made to not open markets because it's very important to maintain stability. And there was concern about panic in the market. And they did not reopen until 917. I mean, that's the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. Since 1933. And uh, the day they reopened, markets dropped over 7% in that one day, but we were amazed they held. We were all applauding at the closing bell and showed that the uh, American system, the economy, our financial markets are resilient. So as I mentioned, uh, uh, your credit situation is our main focus this morning, but we're looking for any personal finance questions that you have. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. The phone lines are open now, so if you'd like to join in, feel uh, free on, to call on in. On a lighter note, uh, Ryder, are you getting the new iPhone? 
Um, I haven't I haven't really been looking at all the details. It's this there. week. Well, it's this y- week. You know, maybe it's appropriate because so I I don't have a case on my iPhone, and everyone always is like, "Oh my goodness, you don't have a case! Yes. You're going to drop yes. and break it." And and um, up until up until last Friday afternoon, I had not broken the screen. Hmm. Um, and you did. So Friday after, it just slipped out of my pocket and fell and on did. some concrete and I got a little cute oh, little man. crack in the I have a I clear, like it I have a clear screen or, or protector <laughs> so I can see the gold. Right. <laughs> well, I'm the same way. My, oh, it matches your shirt. That's nice. We're all iPhone users here. How, how about that? I have a small case too because to me if you put like an OtterBox thing on an iPhone it takes some very nice sleek slim thing and turns it into a big bulky thing. So uh, I'm very much yeah. about uh, you know sleek and being able to fit in your pocket. Well, and that sort I of thing. want one of the new iPhones. I, I admit, thousand dollars. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing. Yeah. Thing, I, are there? There's is there a waiting more information list. Out now? Is There's there? a waiting list for it, and um, so even if I wanted to get one this week, I couldn't. And that's a great position to be in as a business, isn't it? Mm. Um, but there is some thought that we'll see some price declines pretty quickly. I'll go pitch my tent outside the Apple store. Apple store <laughs> and yeah. I heard there it's not the 8, the 9, it's the iPhone X, I it's believe. It's the X, yes. yes. So oh. add a little bit of intrigue there. So. And connected to this, there's concern now that uh, supposedly it has facial recognition and that now somebody can basically steal your face. And use that to get into all kinds of secure things. How would that work? Don't ask me. I don't (laughs) know. I don't know. If you've seen Game of Thrones, you might have some ideas there. But we'll Well, just leave it at that. And then was... um that Tom Cruise movie, uh, he had to get someone's eyeball, I believe, uh, for Uh, that iris scanning thing. (laughs) Okay. That's a cheery thought. (laughs) We have some ideas here. Uh, Call in if you have ideas on how to defeat biometric... So uh, when we talk about uh, a breach, and again, we were chatting about this before we came on the air, it it doesn't mean – it means that that information was vulnerable, I guess. Right, and we must assume it has been stolen by someone if they got in, right? I'd say go with the assumption it's stolen. And furthermore, even though they say 143 million, you're like, okay, like that's one out of every two Americans. Um, They had a website where you can check to see if you're – uh, information was compromised. Just, just assume that it was. Um, don't, don't go and enter the last six digits of your social security number into a website. They have addressed some of their security issues with that, but when they initially launched it, boy, were there some security issues with that website, and it was not even clear that it was a legitimate Equifax website. They've, and, even, they've addressed um, that. As we were talking earlier, there are about 300 million people in the United States, mm-hmm. and how many of those riders are children? It's probably going to be like 80 to 100 million are children. Okay, so you know? they're not even going to have reports. So yeah. now you're looking at, of the remainder, um, you know, 320, 143 million? Most of them. Most of most them. everybody. If you I, again go on the assumption that your information is compromised. All right. So then, um, what what is the advice? If 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 all of us are, you know, think that we've been compromised, what yeah. I went ahead, I I did put my number in the machine and or the website, and it obviously said I. It said you're probably affected because it yeah, can't. Yeah, and for see, sure. that was one of the problems. I, I mean, I could have told you that, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> just just call me next. <laughs> but we had heard that some people were making up names and numbers, and it still yeah. was saying you were affected. To be so, fair, with 300 million people, that could have actually been someone's it, name and social security been. number. It could have been. But I think the the answer depends on your particular situation. 
uh, your age, what you're planning to do over the next few years. And um, so for older people, who, if you're settled and you don't plan to buy a new house or new car or, you know, you're retired, you're not uh, applying for a job or uh, moving anytime soon, then maybe just putting a freeze on your credit report is the answer. There is a small fee to do that. And you have to be careful because it means it's frozen. So if you have to to uh, then apply for a new credit card account, for instance, you have to manually unfreeze it. Even even new utility accounts. Yes. Uh, if you uh, insurance. Are, Insurance, if sometimes bank accounts, investment accounts, uh, if you're renting from a major landlord that does a credit check or anything, applying for a job that does a credit check, even though that's that's a shady issue. Um, but I, I well, depending on the job, right, right. Um, and I, I do think one important thing to be clear about here is what's been stolen. Uh, or what, you know, the possible information that's been stolen. We're talking about Social Security numbers. Um, uh, some personal information, you know, like your date of birth, your uh, address, your home address, and your credit report lists places where you have a credit account or have had a credit account. It does not, it should not list the actual full account number. So we're not talking about somebody has access to your but credit the, card. But isn't the concern that they'll open a the, new account? The, Exactly. The concern is that they'll open a new account. So people saying, oh, my gosh, should I cancel my credit card? Um, sh- you know, no, your credit card should still be fine. Obviously, still monitor your credit card, because if somebody, you know, they say, OK, this guy has an American Express account and we have enough information to contact American Express and get a copy of his card. Watch out for things like that. But do do know that um, the credit card companies are going to be a, probably a little extra vigilant about things like that. Because they're um, exposed. Right. Yeah. But this is mainly identity things. Um, so just, you know, be clear about what's what has been exposed or what could have been exposed. Um, I mean, that be, all that being said, it's, it's obviously a very, well, very bad thing. Yeah, because it's huge. We have three main credit reporting agencies, uh, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And that's where um, everything is drawn from to basically price money when you want to uh, open up a credit card account, take out a, a, a mortgage, buy a car on loan, uh, student loans, everything mm-hmm. is affected by what is in those reports. And so that's why this is so critical that some piece of it has been taken because we have our entire financial lives are laid out in order for them to calculate this. And for somebody to have some of that information, it doesn't mean that they are definitely going to use it. But, you know, if I've gone to the trouble to do all of this, chances it's, are they're planning something. It's it's pretty pretty important, valuable information. Um it's there, there's no way there's no way around this. It's it's very big, and the executives and the people in uh, who work in IT security and how Equifax. How about those Equifax guys who uh, sold they, their stock before this became public? They, I think that's called insider trading. They are going to have some uh, hard questions to answer in front of a very large elected body in Washington D.C. Or can the SEC. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got a caller on the line. We'll get to Keith's call. Also, we're looking for any uh, input from you this morning, a question uh, at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 
672-7464. A couple things to hope to talk about after the break. We'll go through the idea. If you do want to freeze your credit report, how you go about doing that, and also how will you know if someone has stolen your identity? What can you look for to make sure that you are not uh, uh, going to fall victim to identity theft? Back with more Money Talks after this short break. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taft. We're talking today about uh, your credit situation in light of the uh, uh, the problem with Equifax last week, announcing that hackers had accessed the personal data of millions of uh, their clients. Uh, so if you have any questions about uh, your credit situation or any kind of personal finance questions, we've got some open phone lines at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Keith is on the line from Gulfport. Good morning, Keith. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning, guys. I just want to let you know that my wife and I received a message last night from Equifax. I don't know if you covered this yet or not, but they are, from what we heard on the report, was that they are offering free fraud protection. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So if you covered that already, I'm sorry because I just kind of tuned in, but I said, I might want to call these guys and let them know that uh, for the public. But that was it. All right. Yes. Thanks, Keith. Uh, Thank you so much for that. That's a good point. Um, Initially, when they started offering that, there were a whole host of issues. So when that that first came out, actually on Friday, I was recommending people do not do that. Um, It's looking like they've made a lot of improvements. Uh, Initially, they said that you were waiving your right to sue. However, Attorney General in New York, who handles a lot of financial issues, put out a press release saying that that was unenforceable. So it's okay. You can sign up for that and still have the opportunity if there is a lot of trouble if there are class action lawsuits to join in and have your voice heard there. Uh, They also had it on a really um, not very secure website. It wasn't it wasn't crystal clear that the website was actually owned by Equifax. Uh, So there was a lot of there was some some kind of half joking, but half serious speculation that, you know, if I stole a bunch of information from Equifax, I would then set up a website saying, hey, put your information in here to see if you've been hacked. Um, And then they also had some automatic renewal stuff. They were initially asking people to give their credit card information. And one thing you don't want to do to a company that's just been hacked with so much information is give them any more information. Um, They have corrected, I believe, all three of those issues. Uh, so it is a lot better. And um, I believe uh, it also important to note is the 
deadline for signing up for that, I want to say, is sometime in November. Um, go ahead. You know, it's probably but okay to sign up for. Tell our listeners what fraud protection does for you. Okay, so this is this is credit monitoring. So there's a handful of things. I'm not exactly sure everything, but they will uh, they will alert you every time your social security number is being used to open up a new credit account. Basically, every time someone tries to open a credit account, every time there's an inquiry on your name, on your record, they will give you an alert. So you can say, well, yeah, I just applied for a credit card. Of course, there's an inquiry or I haven't done anything for weeks. Why is there an inquiry? Um, they will also uh, your they will give you an alert if they find your social security number elsewhere. I mean, there are some even public sites, public forums where people trade this sort of information. And every now and then, somebody's social security number will crop up on one of those, and it would be good to know if you were on that. Um, they also it also gives you the ability. Um, again, we discussed freezing credit accounts. Um, that's going to be a personal decision that is not. It's, it, it works for some people. It's not going to be appropriate for everybody. But if you were to uh, think that you had some, um, you had, your number was compromised and somebody was trying to use it, you could freeze it just so that you wouldn't have to deal with the hassle of every time that they were trying to access it. Uh, there's a couple other benefits well, there. Well, I, I think the big issue is it's easier to preempt this problem than exactly. to deal with it when, once it happens. Because if somebody does steal your identity, it is a huge mess to get it um, corrected because then that information based on somebody else's record, gets input into those three ratings agencies, and you have to go back and deal with each one of them, which is a nightmare to get them to straighten it out. Now, Equifax, if it's their problem, they would be easier, but now you've got two other agencies who are getting bad information. So you don't want to get into the position of having that identity stolen. And there's something else that's a million dollars or something, I think, that there's some monetary uh, thing involved in the – what are they calling it? The and the trusted ID trusted premier, ID exactly. premium. Yeah. yeah. So again, like Keith said, that credit monitoring service they're offering is is called Trusted ID Premier. And uh, the people who are getting personal notifications from Equifax, uh, I believe they said there's something around two hundred, three hundred thousand people who have had um, disputes with Equifax in a certain time period, and so with them. They pro- any any account they were disputing um, more information about that is probably has probably been compromised. So if you did send them say so this credit they, card number, um, are they alerting everyone? Have they if if we have a number one hundred forty three million, it seems like they should be alerting every single one of those one hundred forty three million. Boom times for the USPS, am I right? <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know if they're alerting everybody or if they're simply alerting. Uh, I mean, they're alerting everybody via their public website, public, you know, uh, encouraging or encouraging right. people to talk about it in newspaper advertisements, etc. But they are alerting people who have dealt with them directly. I mean, if you've if you've never like people who haven't even heard of Equifax, they might not hear from Equifax, um, but they still might be affected. It, yeah. But Equifax still has your information and still lost it. Back to the phone lines we go. We start again in Pontotoc. Warren has called in today. Good morning, Warren. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. I just had a quick question. I had heard on a program earlier this week, of course, this topic. They kind of warned folks to go uh, check on Equifax's website because in there they have a, before you get to actually find out if you're affected or not, there's a, a agreement you, you kind of have to click on to get to the next 
step, and in doing so, it's 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 telling it's telling them you are allowing uh, them to use uh, arbitration if there becomes any kind of a legal issue. And I understand there's some attorney attorney generals in other states mm-hmm. jumping all over this, and so I'm just curious oh, yes. if y'all have heard anything about this. Uh, yes, so that's a great point, Warren. Um, like the previous gentleman said, there, you know, that's it, when you're signing up for Trusted ID Premier. That's when you're signing up for the credit monitoring service. That language, some people pointed out that language pretty quickly, and like a um, like I point out, that was one of the big issues with it initially, which is why I was not even recommending people do it. Uh, but the Attorney General of New York, Eric Schneiderman, yes. something like something that. Like that. Um, um, he he put out a statement pretty quickly saying that the language that they used was illegal and unenforceable, uh, which is you know basically you can't sign your rights away. Right. So that was you know that was a little bit of comfort there. I'm not sure if they have removed that language or not, but I would be a little more comfortable ticking that box given that there's some uh, there's some people who do have a say in that the uh, attorney general of New York deals with a lot of financial issues and so if he's saying that's unenforceable then he's definitely going to go after that and so you, you might it, it, I, I think that particular concern is not such a big concern for me anymore. All right, and again, this is from Equifax yesterday. Uh, We've added an FAQ to our website to confirm that enrolling in the free credit monitoring and identity theft protection that we're offering as part of this cybersecurity incident does not waive any rights to take any legal action. We removed that language from the terms of use on the website, uh, EquifaxSecurity2017.com. The terms of use on Equifax.com don't apply to the Trusted ID Premier product being offered to consumers as a result of the cybersecurity incident. So, Warren, thanks very much. But, yeah, it appears that issue has been addressed. Let's continue. Next, we've got Frank called in from Jackson this morning. Hello, Frank. Go ahead. Good morning, Frank. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for this information and opportunity to talk. Uh, The insidiousness of this situation, as we speak, there is a bill being proffered in Congress to, in fact, indemnify the credit agencies from exactly this situation. You're correct. it is amazing how that goes together. You add this with the Russians, you add this with the with the North Koreans, you add this with these people getting their uh, purchase of these uh, the stock kind of out of whack. I think that th- there's something going on here that is a lot deeper than what we're talking about, and um, our legislators have got to they've got to step up and protect the public, and the Consumer Credit Bureau is under such pressure right now with the Trump administration that uh, hopefully we can get a critical mass of people who can see through this and, and go ahead and elect some people who are going to look out for the, uh, for the American citizen. But I really appreciate the, uh, the information and the expertise you guys are presenting and the low keyness of, of your presentation. I get a little excited, but you guys are... <laughs> um, so You're I- allowed. <laughs> All right, Thank Frank. You so much. Thanks for the call. Good to hear from yes, you this morning. Yes, ha- um, there's a representative, Loudermilk of Georgia, who is being asked to withdraw this bill. And of course, this is just the move to uh, deregulate everything. And certainly, we need to be cautious with regulations. There is a cost to every regulation. But I am a proponent of um, consumer rights, consumer, consumer protection. And uh, we do have a Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that uh, is charged with 
with uh, watching out for consumers in credit situations, and uh, they are uh, there are many who are trying to strip them of their authority mm-hmm. and their uh, ability to help us with that. So yes, I do think you need to contact your congressman and say we need uh, these consumer protections to stay in place, and this particular. Um, event is proof of that. And I think that's a good point about the consumer consumer protection fi- consumer finance protection, protection bureau, bureau. CFPB. CFPB. Sometimes I get so it mixed up. That was a that was a new uh, government department agency, uh, whatever it's considered um, in the last uh, presidential administration. And it was a Dodd Frank financial yeah, reform bill. And, and with the and with the formation of any like new agency, it's messy and it's controversial because there's going to be people fighting against it. There's going to be people who say, "Oh, well, you're duplicating things, or that's unnecessary." Um, so so since this is still a fairly new bureau, um, people are still kind of, as Nancy said, attacking their authority and attacking their, the scope that they have on things. But in the meantime, they actually – we found they're a pretty good source of information on on a lot of financial issues, uh, So, including with credit and identity, identity theft. So if you're looking for good authoritative sources of information, the consumer – Finance Protection, Protection Bureau, Bureau. Um, CFPB. Even though nobody knows how to spell bureau, that's a fun fact. Um, well, and that's I will a very, say, they're a very good source of information. You know, the credit card companies don't need protection. Trust me. Um, I don't <laughs> think the credit reporting agencies need protection. Um, but consumers, because this has an impact on every area of your life, and because n- most people are not. Um, informed when it comes to the financial world and how this works. Most people can't tell you the interest rate they're paying on their credit card. And so it is great to have a watchdog for consumers. My thought, too, is I don't know why <clears throat> just a public relations angle, the, this whole Equifax thing happens and this guy's going to go ahead and put his bill up now. I mean, it just would seem to me that the prudent thing to do, even if you think this, this is a good idea, would be is to back wait. back away, right? right and Back away. the little public uh, has died, you know, the public... Uh, uproar has died down a little bit. Well, not everybody has our best interests at heart, Kevin. Um, we've got an email here from Jim who asks, how do you establish a credit freeze? Do I need to do it for all three of the credit bureaus? That's an interesting part of the question. So would you go ahead and freeze for all three or just Equifax? If this were the appropriate thing, if if you decided this is what you needed to do and it was appropriate for your situation, uh, then you would need to freeze it with all three agencies because all three agencies, uh, you know, different um, different different companies will request a report from different right. uh, different credit agencies. And I think there's a small fee, what maybe ten or twenty dollars right. for each right. one. And I, the the big issue is it's inconvenient. It's a hassle yeah. because you're going to have to think ahead on everything that you want to do. You know, you walk into a store and they say, hey, we're going to give you 20% off if you open a credit card account. I'm always enticed by that, by the way. Well, um, if your credit is frozen... super convenient for you, Nancy. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> and so you really need to think about what you're going... You can unfreeze it. They do give you a pen to unfreeze it. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to think ahead. You have to do that. Otherwise, it stays frozen. Um, and I will say with Equifax, I believe they're waiving their credit freezing fee. And, and well, it, I think they should. It, it's not, you know, for the if if you're concerned it, that price that you know five, ten, twenty dollars. I think it varies. Uh, is not 
should not be a big deal for right. you. And or, also know that um, anybody who's trying to steal identities or, or use that private information, they're going to go after two groups. They're going to go after young people. And old people. So young people often don't even pay attention to what's happening on their bank accounts and their credit card statements. You know, they're busy with other things. Older people may be struggling more at that point to keep up with their finances. And so that's how they know to hit those two groups because they're more likely to not be aware of what's going on for a long period of time. So as we go to the break, uh, just uh, uh, some uh, quick recap of the freezing process. This was from the Washington Post. Again, freezing your credit means placing restrictions on who can view your credit report. It comes with a 5 or $10 charge for each credit bureau that uh, depends on where you live. But as we suggested, we would hope Equifax was probably going to waive that. Uh, nobody except your existing lenders or their debt collectors will be able to see it, according to federal regulators. And as Nancy mentioned, they'll give you a PIN that you can use to unfreeze your account at a later date. And the uh, information that we got from Equifax yesterday, they have adjusted their PIN generator for security reasons uh, so that they is now uh, more of a oh, randomly really? generated number oh, so goodness. if you do that. So, like I said, so they they're just using of, your birth year, you think? They had, they had, a, lot, they had a lot of problems, <laughs> let me let's, tell you. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, uh, we'll have more about this situation with Equifax and your credit history, your credit situation. Back with more Money Talks after this. Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, the Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We've been talking today about the Equifax data breach and what it means for your credit situation, also looking for any personal finance questions that you might have. Uh, before we head back to the phone lines, what would you be if someone if your information was compromised? What are some of the things that we that you should do? We uh, we talked about, and this is something Nancy, you've always said you do anyway, but now even more, you know, look through every, all your credit card statements, making sure that there's nothing on there that you don't recognize. What are some of the other ways that you might notice that your information has been compromised? Well, I think if you pull um, a credit report, that's where you're going to see some accounts that maybe you don't recognize. And that's the real red flag. And the problem is, Kevin, we used to get all of those statements in the mail. Mm-hmm. And now they come to us by email, so somebody can easily set up a new email account, have statements come through with your name, all of your information on them, so it looks like they're real, but they're not yours. And so monitoring those credit reports is what we encourage our folks to do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We actually pull the reports for them. Sometimes they forget that we've done that, and they'll say, why am I getting this in the mail? But it's to put your eyes on that and look mm-hmm. at And it can be overwhelming, especially 
maybe not so much for a writer, but I've been around a little bit longer, so I have more information out there that I have to scan through. Remember those old credit cards you tried? Those to old credit cards, cards. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and just make sure there's not something unusual, and in particular, not something new popping up, a new account yeah. of some sort. Because, uh, like we said, it, this isn't necessarily your credit card itself has been stolen or compromised. It's your credit it's your identity. It's your access to credit overall. Which is a bigger deal. Which is a bigger deal. So it's not necessarily that you're going to see, oh, well, that's not what I spent at the mall yesterday. It's it's that someone's going to open up a new account. Um, that being said, one thing I was thinking about on the way over here is that in the case where all it does – because you know when you're acting interacting with a lot of financial institutions, what it takes to demonstrate that you are who you are is your name, your birthday, your social, and like one or two bits of person, personal information, which somebody might be able to get uh, from your Facebook, for instance. Um, so – if that's all it takes and somebody, again, they see, okay, well, he's got an account with, uh, he's got a Discover card and they call Discover and they do something to access your credit. Maybe they get a copy of your credit card. Maybe they just open up a new credit card for you, um, for you. That's nice. Um, but they're using it themselves. Uh, in those cases, you want to make sure that you already, all your financial institutions, if you're not already checking your stuff online, go ahead and have have your account set up online such that any new sort of credit, any new sort of expenditure, you would get a notification about that. Um, I know I have on all my credit card apps, uh, on my bank apps, they send me a notification. Um, they will also send me emails uh, to two different email addresses if, uh, if the password is changed, if a new account is open. So that sort of thing. If you're not already doing that sort of monitoring, that's the sort of monitoring that might be useful here uh, on your existing financial accounts. Of course, if they open up a new one at a new institution, I mean, there's there's no way you can and really stop that. And the problem is, if they open up new accounts, they're not going to pay the bill. And they're going right. to wreck your credit record, which is going to be very difficult for you to get it repaired. And once right. your record is wrecked, then that's going to affect the price of everything, uh, maybe even cost you um, a job, insurance coverage, uh, being able to rent an apartment, everything. And that's why it's important, again, for you to be aware of those things so that if, you know, you apply, you know, and the landlord says, you know what, I'm sorry, you're just not credit worthy. You can you can you can show them your credit report and say, like, would you please reconsider because all of this is bogus. Back to the phone lines we go. We've got uh, Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Good morning. Thank you so much for doing this program as usual. Um, uh, I'm going to jump right to the questions. Um if you do not currently have active credit cards, um, are you at more or less risk? And if you use checks, uh, should you be checking with your banks that, you know, you might have your eggs in those baskets? Um, how much worry and how much time did you put into it? Well, I, th I think even if you have accounts that you don't use, you still need to be paying attention to that. Something uh, could happen within those accounts. And what we're talking about here is somebody opening brand new accounts. So you may think everything is closed out and I've paid off all of my bills and suddenly there's a new account that you don't know about and may not know about for months. So uh, as Nancy said before, if 
if like you 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 said you don't have credit card accounts, you're not using credit well, cards. Not you're being not, used right now. She okay, said. so if if you're not if you don't anticipate needing to open up credit accounts in the future, if you think you're done with credit, uh, or at least you know not using it a lot, uh, then you might be a good candidate for yeah. having your credit frozen. That's Absolutely. the sort of situation where get it frozen, preemptively shut it down. As far as your checks and information on your checks, uh, they should not uh, Equifax probably doesn't even have a record of what bank you use um, unless, again, you've done a dispute which deals with that or you're, you do have credit lines open with that bank. Your checking information... I mean that's um, that's exposed every time you use a check, but that's that's not what's at issue here. Um, if you are using checks and you do pay out of your bank account, actually, I would if if I regularly used checks, I would say um, look at your if, bank account. Did you see, hear that? If <laughs> yeah, what are checks? Yeah, you, what are could checks? You, could you tell us what checks are? Um, if you use checks a lot uh, or use your debit card a lot, then I would suggest you look at your bank statement um, every few days. Definitely monitor that online because um, if somebody accesses your bank account, uh, unauthorized access to your bank account, you are you have a lot more liability there than with anybody else. Um, it's with if you catch it within like a few days, you're limited. But if you catch it well, after a certain number you, of days, you do have a certain time period, but um, it's harder to get that money back. Right. And so if you've written a check or used a debit card, that money immediately goes out. And if it's not you, then you have to go through a process yeah. of filing a form and it, waiting for it to come back, which may put you in a bind as you're trying to pay your bills in the meantime. Yeah, it's on you there. Yeah, that uh, missed checks. It was always so difficult for me to determine what little picture I would get on my check. So I'm glad we've moved past the checking age. Um, we've got uh, Virgil in Mobiles on the line now. Good morning, Virgil. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning. Uh, I haven't heard anybody mention anything about retirement retirement accounts or how vulnerable uh, they might be, or even if they play any part in this. You know, we hear anecdotal stories about people's accounts being just cleaned out and that type of thing and uh, I'll just hang up and, and if you have any comments on that I'd like to hear them uh, that shouldn't be the case right uh, okay well again because of this breach is just your kind of personal information it, they really shouldn't know about where your retirement account is however uh, because this is this is some pretty serious personal identifying information say you have a 401k somewhere that's at uh, fidelity and and you maybe you're not you know keeping up with it. Maybe you don't monitor it online. Maybe you don't have notifications set up on it. And somebody they find out, oh, this guy Virgil. I know he's from Mobile, and now I know his social security number and his birth date. I'm gonna call up Fidelity and pretend I'm him and find out where his 401k is and get them to send money out. That is a plausible scenario. But again, uh, like I said, if you have other accounts, so this includes credit accounts, bank accounts, uh, investment accounts, if you have other accounts that monitor them online and set them up so that you get notifications, either a text message notification, an email notification, every time something like this happens. Because if a check is sent out from your account, you actually do have a couple of days where they can cancel, uh, stop action on that check, where they can, you know, they probably... It, they probably take a day to send it out anyway. So notifications like that um, 
are going to help prevent that. This yeah. this doesn't deal specifically with retirement yeah, accounts. I don't, that- I don't really think that's going to be a major issue um, because it's it's a lot harder it for is. you to request money from any retirement account, um, especially since most retirement accounts are already set up to be connected to your local bank account, and they can only distribute to like-registered accounts. And so it's going to be a harder thing for somebody to do all of that. Now, now yeah. like Ryder said, it's not impossible, yeah. but um, they're going to go for the for the easy stuff on yeah. this. I mean, th- yeah, these things can definitely happen. Um, I think the way... And, and so getting actually getting a credit freeze or getting credit monitoring is not even going to help with that, which no. is one issue, which is why on accounts you already have on places where you already have money, where you already have assets, uh, make sure either that you're monitoring that on a regular basis or that you are getting notifications for major changes like that. All right, we need to take one final break. When we get back, we've got Jim and Brandon on the line and still time for you to call in as well. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number, one 672 7464 Back with more after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taft. We've been talking today about the data breach of Equifax and uh, your personal uh, credit situation. Uh, one quick follow-up. So if you say you're monitoring your credit report and you see a new account that you know is not yours, you didn't open it, you should then contact, I guess, the credit bureau, A, but certainly, yeah. more importantly, B, the company who well, supposedly... You, you start with the credit reporting agencies okay. and you say, this is not mine. And then you can back up uh, to dealing with a particular company and have that taken off. Um, remember, you can get one free credit report a year from annualcreditreport.com. You can sign up and do that, and it's a very easy thing. You're going to get uh, pages of your credit report. You will not get a score. Um, The scores are calculated uh, a variety of different ways. Different agencies calculate their scores differently, and different scores apply to different types of loans. All right. Let's see if we can whip through these final calls. Let's begin again, and Brandon, Jim's on the line. Good morning, Jim. Hi. Thank you for uh, the uh, program. Great program. My question is this. How does... uh a plan such as a LifeLock plan fit into all of this. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim. Okay, so LifeLock, I'm not, I don't, I'm not familiar with their current offerings, but I know in the past what LifeLock has offered is not really anything different from uh, credit monitoring and freezing that you can do yourself for much cheaper at the credit bureaus. Again, and 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 additionally, there is a little bit of a concern with with the with the credit bureaus. They already have your information. 
And if you do a credit monitoring and credit freezing with them, then there's no there's no extra person who has your information. With LifeLock, you're giving your information to another party. So now that makes four in the room with all of your information. Um, that's not necessarily bad. They have done a good job. I mean, certainly better than Equifax uh, protecting that information. But they're not perfect. Uh, I, I know in the past they have had some uh, either minor breaches or some some issues with their regulators uh, with uh, with keeping data safe. Um, again, LifeLock isn't doing anything that you can't do yourself. Um, or that used to be the case. Again, their offerings may have changed. Uh, they do try to do it in a more convenient way, and I know for what you pay, I, I think you're getting some identity theft insurance. Um, that being said, yeah. I don't know the value of identity theft insurance. If it's only, you know, you you weren't able to get a mortgage, like what's the value of that? Who, who's going to who who's going to value that? Well, I'm and I sure. think um, it, sometimes what happens if you do a program like that, then you get lulled into this sense of security, like oh, that's all taken care of. Um, the best protection is you and what you know about your own history yep. and monitoring the. Re- reports yourself. But yeah, again, my number one recommendation is monitor your credit. You can do that by getting a annual credit report from each of the bureaus. You can split that up and do one every four months if you like to. But that's still going to be the number one thing. And that's something um, we've been recommending for a while, I believe. And I would just say, based on their current uh, advertising campaign, I think one of the things they're trying to emphasize, maybe the, over other competitors, is the not the only of monitoring, but then alerting you if something's going wrong. I think the commercial has the guys at the bank, and it's the bank guard, and the bank is being robbed, but he monitors it, but he's not telling anybody because he doesesn't have to alert anybody. Where if he were LifeLock. It's so that's the again, that's their marketing thing. Right, yeah. But that's, I think, must be a new part of their service that they've been emphasizing. Next, we've got is it uh, Camille and Jackson on the line? Go ahead, please. Yes. Good morning. Great show. And thank you, everybody. What I'm about to say will sound backward, but it works for uh, two things. I still file a this thing with Equifax feels like the genie out of the bottle. And how do we get it back in? Well, you just can't. So you have to do everything you can to protect yourself. So I still file a paper return for my taxes. And the instance for uh, having my uh, taxes hijacked by somebody are very low because when you file a paper return, you still have to supply your W-2, where if you file electronically, you do not. So that's one way to, to nip that in the bud. And I also have gone back to using cash because if you use cash, uh, somebody can't steal your uh, information and, you know, copy the number and go use your card. So I'm going back to using cash. And not only that, but when you use your cash, the merchant that you're doing business with does not have to pay that fee to Visa or to MasterCard. So I know this sounds kind of backwards, but but it works. Well, and I think that can work for some people, um, but it's very difficult to do that. It's very difficult to not use credit accounts, uh, and it's even getting more and more difficult to buy things without going online and releasing that information. And I guess I'm more surprised that we don't have more problems than we do. 
Um, I think it's a very good point that you know once the once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't put it back in. Um, and and you've raised a very good point about the uh, the IRS fraud is actually becoming a very very common fraud. Um, I would be filing it by paper as long as you're getting it in quickly. The, with with that fraud, the the main issue is filing your return quickly because if somebody e-files before your paper gets in they've still beat you to it um so filing on paper is you, you know i mean I, I guess it's a fine way to do it but uh you do need to just be 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 clear that it's it's getting it in early is going to be important um and as well with cash you know if you're withdrawing that from an atm you're still using your debit card somewhere uh those networks are still you know quite secure um but that is that is one way especially especially when you're in uh restaurants or merchants where you have to hand your card over to somebody uh using cash is a particularly good idea then if it's not leaving your hands you're the points the points of failure in that system are a lot a lot fewer all right let's get one final call in it's uh, greta in winona good morning go ahead please hi there i had one experience um when i got online it, you know i followed the instructions that equifax said to uh or experian is it experian or equifax Okay. When I got online, it said, you know, to put those six numbers in and, and your, na- your last name or whatever. And it, then it gave me a date that I could call in and register for that uh, ID hmm. protection. Correct. And uh, when I got in there, um, it was 9-11. It was yesterday. I went in, and it was supposed to tell me if I was affected or not. Well, what it told me was that they couldn't tell me yesterday because of the hurricane in Florida, because a lot of their data centers are in mm-hmm. Florida. They're affected right now, so it will be later before they can tell me. Yeah. I, again, I would just go on the assumption that your information has been compromised. Um, they are offering, I think... Again, I think it's like a month or two months where you have to sign up for this credit monitoring. Um, there were, a, again, there were a lot of issues with that website, not only with, with accessing it, but with the security of it over the first few days. They have taken a lot of steps to correct those, uh, so it's looking better and better. So, you know, if you can't get access for a couple of days, don't worry too much about it uh, because they are offering plenty of time there. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support. Support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can find it at mpbonline.org slash money talks. Also, download the MPB Public Radio app so you can listen uh, to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. So, for Nancy Lotridge Anderson and Ryder Taft, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next at 10. It's in legal terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.